Hello and welcome to the second podcast for Big Finish. I'll start this again. It's all around the wrong way. <laughs> oh. do, you, do you find you can't get the staff, David? We are the staff. <laughs> this is all the news. Boss, we're the staff. Help me out. It's it's January 2011, and this is the second Big Finish podcast. So, coming up in this podcast, we'll be talking about the crimes of Thomas Brewster. Hold up the list. Hold up the list. The list. list. Okay. And uh, possibly Perry and the Piscon Paradox. Possibly Prisoner of the Sun. And to resolve the cliffhanger from last time, it's the results of the competition for December 2010. You say possibly to a lot of these things. Can't you just commit to them? I can't commit. I can't commit because we might run out of time in this podcast and we might have to do it, it in the following one. how much one. we talk about crisps, I suppose. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. And uh, just in case any of you missed the last podcast, it was decided by a vote of 10 to 2 yep. that uh, crisps are allowed, and that's, that's listeners' votes, crisps are allowed in the podcast yep. as long as we have, I took on my friend Fatina's suggestion, as long as we have a crisp alert beforehand. Yeah. So could I just... Actually, while we were doing that last podcast, um, we got another email that says, uh, I'm afraid the December podcast were lacking in the glory of those from the previous months because of the lack of crisp munching. Ah, so Mm. just for you, who's this from? This is uh, Ben Jelly. Ben, this is for you. Well, um, Speaking of which, he does also say, hope Paul had a great birthday. That's nice of him, oh, isn't yeah, it? Oh, yeah, we See? hope you had a great yeah, birthday. I did. Too. I had a nice time. Sorry we weren't there. Well, I know, it's terrible, But isn't we it? had homes to go to. Yeah. Um, and Sherlock glad Holmes. that Nick's oh. got over his harrowing post-traumatic stress disorder, disorder episode. Currents are quite terrifying. Ah, well, I'm OK. I've had quite a few mince pies since that podcast. Yeah? Yes, we can tell. <laughs> yes, I don't quite fit in my seat anymore. Um, so, uh, coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Axos calling Earth. Fuel system exhausted. Request immediate assistance. Immediate assistance. Axos calling Earth. Fuel system exhausted. Request immediate assistance. Immediate assistance. I can't believe it. We're in space. We're actually in space. And there she is. It's huge. And so... Alien? Doctor? Where's it coming from? The Time Vortex. Someone is playing around with time technology. Another Time Lord? I was just about to eat my sandwich. Mm. Oh dear, oh dear. Why are you eating a sandwich? It's, it's 20 to 3 in the afternoon. <laughs> anyway, yes, carry on. <laughs> 
Uh, yes, the, pri- the prizes last time were the Demons of Red Lodge on CD, Relative Dimensions, Quinnis, a copy of the script of Wreck of the Titans signed, and a copy of Rob Shearman's Caustic Comedies. Now also signed. Now also signed, yes. David, what are you typing? <clears throat> I'm typing an email to you. <laughs> I'm, can He's I just say here. I'm sitting here? <laughs> uh, no, there's other people as well. Oh, I see. You're just keeping me in the loop. Okay, now here's the winner of that competition. The winner is Michael Garrity, who's in Liverpool, and who has actually sent us a couple of letters over the last uh, few weeks. Oh, what did he say? Uh, well, if I could just find them. Oh, he said a uh, quick word about libraries, which you were discussing oh, before. Yes, yeah, so I'm discussing the fact that libraries, no one seems to be quiet in libraries, least of all the staff. Uh, he's also mentioned your uh, your gladiatorial uh, fighting. Oh yeah, there are, there are a few people who wrote in about this. Actually, one person uh, helpfully wrote in that uh, the winner was Jason Hagelerikus, <laughs> which I quite liked. Um, but uh, Michael has said, uh, "Don't know who won the last battle, but this happened: an infuriated Roman mob tears the Christian monk Telemachus to pieces for trying to stop a gladiators' fight in the public arena, January the first, date approximate." Oh. The ascetic monk from Asia Minor has considered the cruel contests a pagan horror. The Emperor Constantine I outlawed them in 325, but they have long since been revived as punishment for war prisoners and Christians, as well as for entertainment to satisfy the bloodlust of spectators. So there you go. That's very informative. He also says, Nick, I met you at Bad Wolf where you signed my TARDIS poster. I went away to get another autograph for you and you forgot my name after two minutes. Oh, Nick. (laughs) He does say, but you were busy. Yeah, and old. This is what happens. It's quite confusing, actually. You know, um, when you meet lots of new people, and I know I know this sounds like a pathetic excuse, but you're sort of slightly intimidated. And so in a desperate attempt to be nice to everyone, you sort of panic and, and just don't retain names for long enough. And I do apologise. Well, we're making it up to him now by giving him a lot of things. We are, yes. And also that information was extremely interesting. There you go. Could I uh, mention also <clears throat> that this week... In 1858, Mendelssohn's Wedding March was first played at the wedding of Queen Victoria's daughter, Princess Victoria. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just doing my own tumbleweed there. Okay, so we've had the winner of that competition, so congratulations. Um, Let's move on to the crimes of Thomas Brewster. Everybody is in that. Everybody. Everybody. It was a real old charabang. I don't know quite what that means. I don't know. <laughs> um, yes, that's the sixth Doctor, <coughs> Evelyn. Oh. Di Menzies. Hey. hey, do you remember Di Menzies? Rain cloud man and all I that. And uh, got a lot of letters about her. Yeah. And lots of inquiries saying when's she coming back. She's back. Mm. Stop asking. <laughs> Are they all from Colin Baker? No. <laughs> yeah. Colin quite liked her, you know. And uh, and Thomas Brewster, of uh. course. Thomas Brewster, who, you know, it wouldn't be fair to uh, leave out the mention of the fact that he's a bit of a controversial companion, isn't he? He is. Amongst the listeners. I've never seen the like, really. 
And, and, one, and at least one person has, uh, has intimated that he's, he's got some kind of fake accent, which of course <laughs> is hilarious <laughs> because it's just it's just the way he that John speaks. Like that. Yeah, so, so yeah. So I imagine you meeting him and going, "No, it's not. Your voice isn't real. Stop talking." Yeah. Uh, no, but um, it's a very exciting story. Uh, lots of, what can I tell them about it? I can't remember. It's so long ago that I recorded it. I well. I directed it. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to. I, I did tease in Vortex that uh, there's an interesting thing in Crimes of Thomas Brewster in that hidden away in plain sight is that something that's going to be very significant in 2012 in the main range. But we can't say what it is. <laughs> but it's just interesting oh, to yeah. listen to it from that point of view. Okay, I was discussing that with Alan Barnes yesterday. Yeah. I'll skip to Alan Barnes. I had a meeting, which was very. Is there a crisp alert? Yeah. I've got a beard. They just. <coughs> Is but this because you, you had just to... sneeze into the microphone? No, that was a cough uh, into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that because you had to appear as Father Christmas to your son? So you've grown the beard specially? Correct. Okay. <laughs> he's 18 months, he's no idea. We're keeping it What, secret. who you are? That's worrying. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, funny enough, he didn't call me... Normally, every time he lays eyes on me, he just goes, Daddy! And he didn't say that this morning. It was it was a good hour before he actually said my name. I was beginning to think that the beard had become so thick that he just thought, who oh, is this man in bed with my mother? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to know the other words he says? Yeah, go on. <laughs> I can't believe I Are they all up. filthy? <laughs> Thank goodness, no. The crime's Thomas Brewster, right? Okay. Quite oh, yeah. Interesting. It starts right. off really, it's very exciting, isn't it? Straight yes. into the story. It is. Should we have a clip? We could do the opening sequence. Mm, that's what I'm thinking. I thought you cleared that up nicely. Go on then, Nick. Doctor! What is it? Some sort of giant robot mosquito by the look of it. Evelyn, watch out! Oh, that was close. Seems to have singled oh. us out for attention. Careful, get down! Can't even make a quiet visit to the Tower of London without being zapped at by an alien robot bug. Do I detect a complaint? No, just a passing observation. You uh, don't suppose we're the reason it's here, do you? I do. The question is, why? What? Why is it there we are. And my son says, Mummy, Daddy, Nana... Extermine. <laughs> Cat, dog, car, bus, taxi, shoes. Hummus. <laughs> I'd like to say he says shark, but he actually goes sock. He says what? He says sock. Did he do it on Doctor Who on Christmas Day? Did he go sock? <laughs> I think he was in bed. Um, and uh, no, he wasn't. He was in Exeter, and I was somewhere else. So I, I wasn't. Can I just reveal? I didn't spend Christmas Day with my child. What? <laughs> I know. It's no wonder he's not saying your name anymore. Uh, <laughs> and he didn't get a present either. <laughs> I'm going to get no. hate mail. No, of course he didn't. And he doesn't know it's Christmas. He's 18 months old. <laughs> He'll never remember. He will remember. Really? Yeah. You'll just tell him. I will. Yes. 
Well, he'll yes, next year. He's going to be two and a half, so he'll he'll certainly know all about it then. I had some lovely Christmas presents. I got a, I got a warming triceratops. Oh. Really? It's not, it's not something you get every Christmas. What do you do? Is it? How does that warm you? Well, it's I mean, got they, like they a... died because of the drop, massive drop oh. in temperature. Yeah, I know. But apparently, if you stick one in the microwave, it warms up, and then you put it on your feet. Oh, if only they thought about that at the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to the companion chronicles, the Piscon paradox. paradox. How did all that come about then? Well, it came about largely by serendipity, Nicholas. Because oh. originally, Nev and I were talking about Nev doing, Fountain, the Nev writer. Fountain, the writer. <laughs> we're talking about him doing. You don't a have to repeat chronicle. it if I give the information. Yeah, if you just fill in the blanks when I miss <laughs> things out. Um, and uh, he. That, that was David he, Richardson talking then. <laughs> he thought he was doing a single disc. Re- no, he thought he was doing a double disc release, and I thought he was doing a single disc release. So he wrote too much story. Oh, I see. Um, so we actually had to change our policy and start doing double disc <clears throat> releases and do one a year. So, so his incompetence has produced something... I wouldn't call it incompetence, I'd call it enthusiasm. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and it's nice actually because it means it can be a bit more expansive. Mm. So what we have is a story that explores what happened to Perry later in life after Trial of a Time Lord. Perhaps not in the way you might think it does. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and it also has two Doctors in it. It has the Fifth Doctor and the Sixth Doctor. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. What you really need to pair that up with some kind of good guest star, really, though. Well, <laughs> funny you should say that, because we went for the best. We've got Colin Baker. The first Who? time, Yeah, first time we've had a Doctor Colin in the Companion Baker. Chronicle. Yes. Brilliant. I know. So, yeah, he had a whale of a time. Was, oh, brilliant. Yes. I haven't heard it, actually, so I must... Uh... Have a little listen to it. Yeah, you must add it to that pile of things that I work on that you never listen to. (laughs) I know, I'm trusting you. Do you think this is starting to get to him? (laughs) Yeah, he's he's quite bitter today, isn't he? Just because you're my favourite, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know how to order the stamps, damn it. Yes, Yes, listeners, Paul ordered some stamps (laughs) and they arrived today in a big package. I was impressed by his uh, forethought and... uh, (laughs) And, and other things. It's very glamorous in the world of Big Finish, isn't it? Yeah, stamps, passages, contracts. No, no one's pointed out that I went to all the trouble of emptying all the bins, putting up the new year planner, taking down the old one, and getting rid of all the calendars from last year. Well, they you can... haven't done that in my little office over well, there. Well, I don't like to go in there. No, no, I don't much, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> no, well done. Um, uh, <laughs> you said in a very patronising way. Well, well done, Nicole. Well done, and go and clean the scullery while you're at it. Yes, well, I, you I know, it's little do. He didn't send me a happy birthday message. I'm just taking what I can get now. Okay. <laughs> happy birthday. I don't say happy birthday to anyone, least of all myself. I'm very old now. I'm in a new age bracket, you know. Oh, you're in the 40s now, are you? No. <laughs> but you know, you know how when you fill in forms online and they say oh. which of these brackets you fit, I don't fit into the one I fitted into before. I've had to move up one. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently advertisers no longer have any interest in what I think. Much like you two. <laughs> well, I don't know where that puts me. I'm 50 this year. 50, yeah. You thought I was 50, didn't you? I did, you? yeah. But I'm not, am I? No. Sorry. I was Only 49. Oi. Oi. He's younger than that, even. I'm young and I'm Incredible. Uh, what? How old are you, David? I'm 47. Okay. I'm only 35. Yay! But you yeah. do look the oldest here. Yeah, you yes, do. all right. 
<laughs> to working with you two. Well, <laughs> been working with David Richardson for 13 years now. It's bound to put some age on you. <laughs> 13 <laughs> years, is it? Yeah. Gosh, that's... Terrifying. Nearly a quarter of your life. <laughs> Will I be able to get a clip of the Piscon Paradox? Oh, I think we might have the master here. Okay, let's have a clip of that now. Zarl towered over me, roaring and snarling and shouting. I closed my eyes and waited for my skull to be crushed. The Dolly Parton song, Islands in the Stream, had been stuck in my head since we landed. And I wondered if it was going to be rattling around my brain for all eternity in the afterlife. I wondered why I wasn't dead yet. Zarl was sure taking his time. I opened my eyes. He was still roaring and snarling and growling, but not doing much else. He held the clothes rail above my head, like a sound guy holding a boom mic on a movie set. That was it then. That was a clip of the Piscon Paradox. Ooh. Yeah. Is it time for another cliff, are you? I was just thinking that I can feel something in my water. <laughs> is, is it a Piscon? Is it? It's, are you taking the piss gone? <laughs> um, no, I'll leave it here. Um, yes, I think... Look out, there's a new competition coming. Oh, no! Ah, ah, I can't do this on my own. Come on, help <laughs> David, me out, join David. in. Ah. I was just wondering whether I should have my pate now. Oh, God. No, I mean, it's the middle of the afternoon. Oh, yeah, good. No. It's the middle of the afternoon. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, The Perpetual Bond. Harper speaking. Hello? Sorry, Mr. Flowers. Call from my mother, having a bit of a crisis. Hoped I could slip out for an hour. Sarah Kingdom was dead. I'd watched, unable to help as she aged to death before my eyes. We destroyed the Daleks, stopped them using the time destructor against the solar system, but we'd lost our friend in the process. Aliens? You've seen something? The doctor chewed on a slice of buttered toast and smiled. You think they're something else? What do they want here? I came out of Mr. Flower's office, and there were dozens of these chaps. The whole company's been invaded. There's another alien by that store. That one. He's a clock. There are so many of them. And only we can see them. Let's find out what they're selling. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. You never let go, do you, Doctor? I thought I'd lost you once. I thought you'd died. Spent months mourning you. Then, then we got back together. But after that horrible Christmas in Blackpool... <laughs> I ended up telling you I never wanted to see you again. And then later, there we were, out in space, bumping into each other. Now we stuck with each other. Is that what it is? Lucy Miller and the Doctor forever. Huh. 